miles. So I did 10 miles all together yesterday. So I probably overdid it, but I felt really good. I put on some sunscreen, so I'm not completely fried. So it was all right, man. Dope. Dope. Yeah, well, we just, uh, we chilled mostly this weekend. One of my, um, actually, you know, you know, Sean. Uh, yeah. Bird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's here from Cali because, oh, you know, everything is shut down out there. He can't work, you know, so he came here to uh, hang with his family and shit. So uh, we got a couple mutual friends. So he was up here pretty much in my neighborhood with them. So I went to check everybody out last night and threw some food on the grill. We just hung out and talked and had a couple drinks and talked a bunch of shit. That's all. (laughs) We didn't do much else this weekend. Yeah, I I, I like Sean, man. Yeah, he's a cool cat, man. He's a cool cat. And he's, uh, he's definitely trying to... He brought his music equipment with him. So he's been carving out some time to make music while he was here, which is dope. I'm definitely happy you brought his shit with him because, uh, dude, he uh, he has some potential, man. He's definitely got some talent when it comes to producing music. Good stuff, man. So, uh, so what's about what about the rest of the week? How was the rest of the week? It's good, man. I I feel inspired, man. I I hit ba- touch base with everybody. Um, all three people that I had in mind to bring in, all three of them are down. So Dope. it's just pacing out the uh, the scheduling uh, for the next three weeks. I figure we'll have one on each week. Um, I got uh, some recording done. I got some, I got, uh, I was up to like, this is where I got to get a, out of the habit of, because I definitely feel it um, dragging me down. But I tend to get really, really creative at night. So like mm. I was working on beats to like four o'clock in the morning yesterday. And the day before, I did really good because I had something to do. So I, I went to sleep by midnight, got up at 8, was up, ready to go. And so I'm like, all right, I'm back on track to, like, you know, uh, be on a, a decent schedule to be productive. Right. And then, of course, you know, I got everything done, uh, did some, you know, chores and cleaned up around the house for a couple hours and then wasted some time and then... I got the bug to create, and I'm like, okay, let me let me start doing this. Like at around, uh, you know, eight nine o'clock at night, and of course, like not done till three four in the morning. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult, man. We end up staying up a lot at night too, mostly because I think what it is is that the kids are always up and doing stuff, and we don't really get a chance to wind down and relax until the kids are all put away. So if they stay up, then we can't even begin to get into any art or creativity until like you know 45 minutes to an hour after they've gone to bed and we've relaxed and shit so yeah it takes a while to get into the zone in the creative zone but anytime you can capture honestly that shit is important man especially now with all this crazy shit going on this is uh we might not never have an opportunity like this again to really double down on some shit and put some energy into creating Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it it's anything that you had on the back burner that you were thinking about doing and making excuses for. Um this is the universe is definitely like, no, nah, I can't. <laughs> I can't that I'm busy, there's too much going on. Yeah. No, it's hey, you can't. Nothing for you to do on the weekends. You can't go out and get drunk. You can't like all your opportunities have been taken away. So, yeah, it's a Dude, perfect time. It. Yesterday yeah, I'm was not the mad. most the, the most money I spent yesterday. I spent like fifty bucks on uh on like pizza and bike rides, 
and uh, that's like the most money I spent in months. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> it's it, I have no problem sitting around and not spending a dime. I'm yes. like, yeah, I got I got everything I need here. I'm good. That's a plus for sure, <laughs> for sure. I've definitely seen some benefits of that shit too. And it's not even like a big frivolous purchases. It's just little shit here and there that adds up oh, and adds right. up and it's these little yep. things. You're just like, oh, it's three bucks. Oh, it's seven bucks. I'll grab it. Like, And it just stacks up. And before you know it, you're like, damn, what did I do? So yeah. just being home and even when you go to the store now, there's really this feeling of urgency. Like, let me get in here and get out. Like, we're not browsing we're not like walking aisle by aisle and just hanging out. It's oh like, yeah, let me go get what I gotta get and get out of here, yo. So, yo, so even that it's an espionage mission. Like you got <laughs> you got your you got your your little list, and you are laser focused on everything that you need, and you want to get the fuck out of there. Yes, There's no yes. upselling right about now. Man, I don't need nothing. I don't see, need to see nothing on your end caps. No, nope. uh, no specials. I'm just gonna grab what I gotta grab, and I'm out of here, yo. And it's still, it's a lot of hostility happening in the stores. I mean, not not high-level hostility, but people still seem to have this feeling of, like, uh, this rush, this anxiety. And, like, even me, like I'm saying, I get in there and get out. But people are really, like, high-strung right now in general. And I'm not sure why, because uh, everybody, nobody's, like, staying home for the most part. Every time yeah. I go anywhere, there's a bunch of people there. If we need to go get something, it's like, oh, let's stop by Target. Target's got a whole bunch of people in there. So I don't think anybody really gives a shit. So what's all the anger about? You dressed up like a ninja or no? Nah, son. I can't okay. do it. I can't, <laughs> I can't do it, yo. It's just uh, that shit don't agree with me at all. I'm one of those people. I can't even have the, even if it's cold outside, I can't even have the heat blowing on my face in the car. Like, I can't breathe. That's any type of yeah. obstruction. Like I can't even thinking about wearing a mask on my face just kind of makes me nervous. I don't know if it's uh, maybe a little touch of claustrophobia or something, but it just I can't imagine wearing it for any more than about forty five seconds. Mm, so the, the Zephyr Hill Spaceman helmet's definitely yeah, at least for you. <laughs> at least that's got a little bit more space in it. But just the mask being <laughs> pressed up against my nose and mouth and shit, like that would bother me more than a straight up astronaut helmet. I did I the bandanas yesterday. It's not too bad. That's like and, gang banging, pretty much. You know, you're it, it is. But I got I got really, really faggoty colors like pink. <laughs> I got pink, lime green. You know, neutral colors, gray and brown. Like I really went out of my way to, to to do safety first on the bandanas. Just so you know, for future references, the word faggoty is probably problematic. I'm pretty sure that uh, somebody is gonna not like that word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 I thought about it before I said it. I'm like, nah, it's I wouldn't be being honest if I didn't say what I really meant. And it's not even disparaging towards homosexuals. It's no problems with homosexuals. <laughs> But there's a there's a level of gayness that transcends <laughs> sexual preference, and so when when you got like a pink ascot covering your mouth, even I think homosexuals even understand that it's kind of faggoty. Yeah, that's like, mad gay, right? <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not defending that. <laughs> a pink ascot. I ain't mad at a pink ascot. I don't know if I'm ready to wear one per se, but I'm definitely not mad at it. If you if you go out in public. 
and you wearing a pink scarf around your neck tucked into your jacket or something like that i'm gonna have to uh i'm gonna have to tip my hat to you just a little yeah, that, bit that dude on cnn man i think uh roland martin yo he was rocking the ascot horse oh, i didn't know who that dude was i shit you not i found a picture of him just i don't even know what i was scrolling and somebody had posted a picture of him smiling with this pink fucking thing on wrapped around his neck and i was like yo whoever this dude is he's gonna be my avatar for the next month <laughs> i don't even you know I don't, somebody had to tell me when i posted it because i immediately changed my my uh, profile picture on facebook to that dude's face like i don't care what he does or what this context is this picture right here is golden it was yeah. it was amazing and like, oh, how'd you find that picture of Roland Martin? I'm like, who? <laughs> I don't know who that is. I just know this is an amazing picture. And he'd, he'd show up. He'd show up, whatever you're talking about. Like, hey, you know, the price of gas is going up. Not a problem. This calls for the ascot. Let me show up on TV with the ascot every yeah. time, no matter what he's talking about. And it, it's kind of like it's, it's, a, it's a level of, like, rich guy elegance and delicateness that's just <laughs> is unparalleled. <laughs> If you wear ascots, you got to be able to fight. Just in case. case. You got to be able to slap a dude with a glove for disrespecting you. Just pull a glove out of your pocket and backhand him across the face with it. And not flinch upon retaliation. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, you got to take care of it. Because if if you're wearing an ascot and you can't fight, buddy, this is not going to go well for you. Yeah, you're going to get tried. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately, Soon even people that don't think wouldn't engage in that kind of behavior, like they would justify it. But he had an ascot. Yeah, like, I felt. What safe. am I gonna not? Am I gonna not try to rob him? What? I felt safe ridiculing the guy with the ascot. That's amazing. That's a piece of fashion you don't see used too often these days. That's a statement at this point. If it you is. wear that, you letting us know you don't give a shit about nothing we think. You don't give a damn about what we think, the color, the tech, no, no matter what. I don't give a shit. I'm wearing an ascot. And what are you going to do about it? It's kind of, now that I think about it, it's kind of inflammatory. <laughs> Provocational. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's kind of provocative. It's like you, you, you're forcing me to ridicule you in public. You're trying to start a fight. You wear, if you wear a pink ascot, that's, you're trying to start a fight, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to start you. a fight. I'm convinced. Say say something about my lacy frilly neck adornment. I fucking dare you. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. He's ready. And oh, then man. and then the L you got to take after that. If you get like pistol whipped by a dude with an ascot, <laughs> oh like, like there's, uh, there's like, a couple events you're never gonna live down. Like like Cuddy in uh, Dead Presidents. You remember mm-hmm. that scene when uh, the pimp who was who was messing with dude's girlfriend? You've seen Dead Presidents, right? I've seen Dead Presidents. It was so long ago. I haven't seen oh, it re- recently, but with Lorenz Tate yeah. and the dude with like the super ill voice. I can't remember his name right now. But I can't dude, remember oh, either. But man. he's he was like the voice of Spawn. He's got the real deep like it's. I can't even imitate it, but it's like it's one of the most gangster voices of all time. Yeah, he fucking whooped dude's ass. He was dressed like a straight pimp. Had his hat cocked to the side. He probably had an ascot on. He could have. The way he was dressed, <laughs> he could have had an ascot on in that scene. And he just beat the dude's ass and pistol whipped him and shit. It, it was great. Because to get whipped by somebody that's that smooth and, and dressed like that, it's just a double loss. It's definitely insult to injury. Yeah, the, the things that stand out in my... Because I had to been like... like twelve Between 12 and 15. Like It was a long time ago when that movie came out for me. And... The thing that stood out to me the most was the scene like when he's in the courtroom 
and he's throwing the chairs like, bitch, I went to Vietnam. This is some fucking bullshit. Um, and then, of course, like the makeup, the mind makeup going out for the, the, the robbery. But also, I think that was the first time that I ever heard uh, Walk On By by Isaac Hayes. Yeah. I remember I had the soundtrack to that movie, too. I'm like, yo, this is one of the dopest songs of all time. Yeah, for sure. That whole soundtrack was amazing. That was like all my father's old records. Everything that was in the uh, that little stereo unit with the glass case and shit. And yeah. It had all the records in it. Like everything in there. I hadn't heard all of it before, but that was the complete vibe of all his old records and shit. So that's what I uh, resonated with a lot when I saw that movie. That soundtrack was amazing. Another one that stood out heavy with me soundtrack was Love Jones. I've never heard that soundtrack. I don't, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that movie either. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, a, that was a classic. That was one of those ones where just because of who was in it back then, we had to see it. Even though the subject matter was some shit we wasn't really into, but we had to watch it, you know? It was, was, uh, Loren- was that Omar Epps? No, Lorenz uh, Tate. Okay. Yeah, Lorenz Tate and Nia Long. It's like, yeah, we gotta watch this. <laughs> we have to. <laughs> it's a dope movie, though, man. It's a dope movie. It's reminded. It reminds me of a lot of uh, stuff that, like, some of one of Spike Lee movies called Mo Better Blues. That shit was a classic. That was one of my uh, my aunt had all these crazy videotapes. She would just get all these wild videotapes of movies people my age would never watch. And that's how I ended up seeing that shit. And like Whoopi Goldberg movies and shit. Like something I would never choose for myself, but she would just get them and I'd watch them. That shit was a classic too. Yeah, I heard I heard that one was good. I, I never I never saw it. Um did it have uh who who all was in that one? Wasn't it it was the dude from Above the Rim? I forget his name. Wasn't he in it? Um Wesley Snipes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The right movie. Yeah. Yeah. Wesley. It was Wesley Snipes. It was Denzel Washington. Um, I think uh, Spike Lee's sister was in it, and a a bunch of other people. But it it was a dope story, though. It was a dope story. It was one of those, and it was it was just shot really crazy with the lighting and everything. It was like some one of those joints where you could tell he really put effort into making like a, a atmosphere of the movie. It was it was fire. Definitely a dope flick. I might have to find that shit. And it's funny because I was laughing at somebody earlier today for saying Mo Better. He he <laughs> he's, yeah, he used it in a sentence unironically. And he didn't even say Mo Better like ironically. He said more better. Mm. I was like, wait a minute. To emphasize the <laughs> level of betitude. Yeah, more better. <laughs> more level so. of betitude. <laughs> more so better, sir. More better. I like it more better. I was like, all righty. <laughs> I need to walk away now. At this what point, you... though, can you even? I mean, can you even language police anybody now? Like, does it even matter now? Like, with the with the advent of like emoji speak and all the acronyms, like the way people communicate now. I yeah. mean, I think less people read now than ever before. So, or or maybe in modern history. I mean, obviously, there's a time where like ninety percent of the fucking populace was illiterate. But yeah, man, I can't. I, I gave up on being a grammar Nazi. It's a yeah, yeah. It's a it's a lonely road. <laughs> Some shit trying just to get people to speak out. right. Oh yeah. yeah, you know I wouldn't do it. Definitely wouldn't do it online because it's too many ways. Like you said, it's too much stuff. It might just be some shit you don't know when it's online. 
but in real life when when I hear people talking crazy and saying weird shit it definitely like I won't uh I won't police their language but I'll definitely remove myself from, <laughs> from, from the equation like all right I, I'll just walk away mid sentence uh, I have to I don't that's mind That's hilariously arrogant like that's <laughs> like, I this like I can't even talk to you anymore I'm yeah, totally go. disengaging from this I got to go and you'll be yeah. lucky if you get an I gotta go. Your use of the English language was so terrible. You so butchered it. Like, my sensibilities have been, yeah, I'm offended to the degree. I gotta leave. I gotta I, go. I gotta go. Because this isn't about you at this point. It's about me. And I know I can't be here. I can't, I can't tolerate this. So I'm just gonna walk away. I don't know if that's arrogant or if that's, uh, I don't know. I think that's probably the best choice <laughs> to just leave. I don't think anybody wants to deal with that kind of shit in real life, especially. Online, you can keep scrolling, but if it's in real life, I mean, shit, dude. <laughs> I, I can't control my reactions. My face is gonna betray me. Oh yeah, I got I got that problem bad. I've had <laughs> I've had people point that out to me, and 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 like, yo, Dan, I can see you struggling so hard to not say anything and try to still be polite. Like I'm I'm really trying. Uh, to become a reformed asshole, like I'm really, 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 really trying my hardest because I definitely have that ass. impulse. Yes, and and the two and there's some part of it like I can't completely reform. Like even when you were uh, kind of pointing out the the offensiveness of faggotry, like there's that there's that thing within me where it's like, in principle, this is this is this is giving in. This is giving in to something I don't believe in based on principle. So I know for the sake of not offending anyone, I could just as easily say something else. But in my heart, in my heart, I know I mean <laughs> faggotry. And and do I want to be that dishonest for the sake of not offending other people? And even in that, like, because I get it, um, you know, we've, but I feel like even within my lifetime, like people, people would call somebody a faggot and then beat them. It was like one of those insults like, like, if you really wanted to get you fucking faggot, like, any any kind of effeminate trait, like, do you have feelings? Do you have compassion for people? Yeah. Fucking yeah. faggot. So right. e even the way that it was used, it was like, yo, you you like to stick your tongue down dudes' throats and stick dicks and butts. Like, it wasn't that literal, which is, I don't know if you've seen Ozark, but that's... Uh, yeah, that's, that's some of it. Dude, when you get to season two... That's the best line of all time. Somebody had to write that down before somebody read it because it's it's a dude that's gay in there, and you really can't tell that he's gay. And the dude that he's with, you can't tell that he's gay at all either. Oh, is so that the uh, the cop? Yes, the cop and yeah. then the dude with the big old beard. Like he Spoiler looks, alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, spoiler alert. But if you haven't seen it at this point, I, can, I don't <laughs> Fuck you. But yeah, yeah, that was wild. That was so wild. So he's got the big old beard, you know, and they're just passionate lovers. And so he's breaking the news to his uh, niece that he was a homosexual, you know, before he died. And he just says it in such a way like, would a gay dude really articulate it like that? It's so on the nose. He's like, yes, I really liked your uncle. We stuck our tongues down each other's throats and our dicks inside each other's butts. Oh my God. <laughs> Like you didn't have to make it that basic for me. I could, you could just said y'all were gay, and I, I could, right, I could infer what you guys were getting right, into, but you didn't right. have to be you so on the a long time ago, buddy. That's right, terrible. and so, so with the with the language, it's like okay, it it language 
words are just these empty vessels and we pour all the meaning and connotation into them. You know, so a word is just a word. Um, it's how it's used and what it means. And it can mean something different to anybody else. And we play a game now. If you're on my side or I perceive you to be on my side, you can get away with saying whatever you want. Right. You know, but if I perceive you to be my enemy, I'm going to use that as leverage to get you canceled or to get you fired or to, you know, so it's it's so disingenuous, That's you know, the way, right. The way that it's like, you know, like I, I, I don't think Bill Maher is a racist at all, but because, you know, he says some things that um, people, you know, that don't agree like his perspective on some aspects about Muslim culture. I've never heard him say, you know, I hate Muslims and I want all Muslims to die. He's like, yeah, there's certain things that alarm me about statistics about how certain parts of the world feel about you changing your religion or treating women with equality. So that's a concern for me. So just him expressing that idea to people on the left is is anathema. Like that makes him, ugh. So he's really fallen out of favor with this this wave of like a woke political... Um, correctness but i don't know if you heard about that that joke and just for the sake of you know again not emphasizing or stressing the the word but to be authentic in describing what he said he um you know he made that joke it's like you want to come out one of the the senators asked me hey, or congressman you want to come out you should come to iowa you know and help you know work in the farms with me and you know we can pick some vegetables and he's like oh come now congressman you know i'm a house nigga like Right, and when right. he said that, there was such an uproar. Now, I'm thinking in my head, it's like, mm, yeah, maybe low-hanging fruit. You could say it was kind of hacky. You could say it was maybe just because he's a white dude, he shouldn't even have had said the word. But even if he would have said House Negro, you know what he meant, right? right and right. so he gives that little bit of, but he didn't do that. He's just like, nah, I'm not going to dance around it. Like, if I'm going to make the joke, I'm just going to say it. Now, everything about him politically, most people would say, yeah, you line up on the side of we're not going to accuse you of being a racist white guy since, you know, wow. you're, you're think, on our side of the, yeah. I think the fact that he freestyled that is pretty impressive. The fact yeah, that he, he just he dropped that the off the top right of away. his head. Yeah, like, that's crazy. I, would, I, see, I, don't, I don't really respond to that shit. The way a lot of people do. I don't, I don't, I don't care, personally. I don't give a shit. Because it's used so loosely. You you would have to cultivate, to me, in my opinion, you'd have to cultivate an adverse reaction to the word nigger. You'd have to like learn to hate hearing one group of people say it, but being okay when another group of people says it. I think that takes a lot of mental gymnastics. I don't think that's a natural state of being because it doesn't make any logical sense at all. None whatsoever. I saw somebody post something recently just about the same thing. And it was the stupidest analogy I ever heard. He was saying that uh, if he was wounded and he was poking his own wound, that would be his prerogative, even though it's unhealthy. But if you try to poke his wound, then that you can't do that. That's wrong. And they were equating that to white people saying the word nigga and black people saying the word nigga. Saying that it's their wound and they can poke it if they want to, but you can't. And I mean, I'm like, I, that doesn't I, really... I, mm, yeah, no. I, it doesn't I, I, make sense. I, I get the analogy. You know, I, I may not agree with it 100%. I, I get the, the point. But in, in practice, that is kind of the 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 agreed upon unofficial stance on, on how, 
uh, people get to use it. I mean, like I said, I, I think it's just really a matter of um, white people ruining everything that's cool for black people so that <laughs> black people got to keep changing it. You know, like I, I'm really convinced like there's certain things like that that now like black people start to do just because it's like, OK, white people won't possibly like this because there is that like reflexive kind of response once like t- too many white people start liking something like black people like Ugh, I'm, I'm done with this yeah, like because I know logic. there was a point where you know uh 90% of like common senses fans and the roots fans you know and Wu-Tang fans the majority of them were black yeah. like but if you go to a Wu-Tang show in, in certain areas I remember the last one I went to I was with the only black people in the entire audience. It was entirely white. There was there was like two or three black dudes, and I knew them all. Like, <laughs> and this is right. a, this was like a Janice Landing show, um, maybe ten years ago, and it, and you know, and so it's just it's just one of those things. It's like, eh, I don't know if we're gonna fuck with that as hard anymore. So I really think it's about keeping that barrier of coolness to be like, nah, you you can't have this too. Like, like, go away. You got Elvis. You got Eminem. <laughs> Every time we start doing some cool shit, you got to try to do it. And you do it kind of a cornier way. And then, but everybody likes it because it's you doing it. So I, 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 I kind of understand the sentiment, but I, I'm with you in that I can't defend it on any rational or logical grounds. Because what right. starts to happen is, you know, back in the day, especially when people philosophy from like a moral standpoint, like of these forbidden words, like the only word that I'm aware of that people didn't say casually was like the name of God. Like that's something in history, like you don't just say God's name. You can't like don't don't ever mention it, like allude to it. Like Jews to this day, there's certain ones that are like more orthodox. They won't even write it out. It's the right. G, the hyphen and the D. Right. And, and listen, I know what you mean. And not only that, like, isn't that like the... um. Like the Nordic rendering of deity, aren't we like talking about like gold or gourd or something like that? Exactly. Like, yeah. That's not even your language, but you still feel the need to hyphen. And that's where I get resistance is like this is logically indefensible. We're just doing it so that we can be perceived as polite. And I call bullshit on the majority of the outrage. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think people are really offended, but I think it is a tool that's employed. Like I said, to to really go at people if you have a if you have a problem with them, it gives you ammunition. And I think the only way that that's going to go away is if you just stand your ground. Like, no, I'm going to say faggotry. And and let me clarify, I don't wish any ill will to anybody that's gay. I wouldn't if if there was a someone and there if there was someone that I knew was gay and I was trying to hurt their feelings by calling them a faggot, then I think it kind of it, it takes on a dimension. But it's not literally the same as the N-word. But I get the argument because you're you're identifying them in a way that kind of maybe even in their head really encompasses who they are. And then you're trying to be disparaging towards them. And it's right. and it's really hateful. And even then, it's still it's just you know, it's just a word. You know, like even in my lifetime, like I was on the tail end of gay bashing. You know what I mean? Like when we yeah, were kids, yeah, yeah. that was something that kind of happened. It didn't happen all the time, right? But it was kind of it, it. It was still something that was kind of a thing. Like dudes right. would go up and beat up a gay dude just because he was gay. Like you fucking sissy. And so when we talk about the things that could befall a homosexual person, like what's the worst thing? Like yo, if someone wanted to kill you, 
just for who you were, yo, there's a whole bunch of places on the planet where that's a reality. I think Uganda, like even past legislation, oh, you gay? Okay, cool. Let us find you. Right. Let us find you that you're gay. And, and guess what's going to happen? That, to me, is a real-life issue. Like, that's where we should all be up in arms. Yo, you want to donate some money? You want to start a Facebook page? You want to start a GoFundMe? Yo, do we want to come together as decent human beings and say, let's put a stop to people being murdered just because of their, you know, their their sexual leanings? You know what I'm saying? Like, if as long as it's two consenting adults, I don't give a fuck. Do whatever right. you want to do. That's where I'm Nobody at. I don't should give a be shit. murdered. Right. Nobody should be murdered by that. But to say that other people can't be like, yo, I think that shit's gross. Yo, talk to gay people about how they feel about heterosexual porn. Yo, that right. shit is gross. Talk to a gay man about a vagina. Like when right. you see a vagina, <laughs> the awe and reverence that you're filled with, like this is sacred. This is beautiful. Like this makes babies. This the feels gay good. Like, like this... yo, that's dead fish. Right. <laughs> yo, is that a mouth of a bass? Like, are you like, what is that? Like, right. And, and, and he's celebrated for having those feelings. Right. And and the thing is, is that I don't begrudge him. Yo, make fun of and be disgusted by my heterosexually heterosexuality as much as you want. But if there was a bunch of dudes with ascots driving around in pickup trucks, like fucking up straight dudes, then I'd be like, okay, it's gone too far. Like you, you can make right. fun of the heterosexuals. You can't run around beating them up. And, and that's just where I feel like I got to draw the line and, and be a little bit provocational and like, yo, you know the difference when somebody is being hateful and when somebody's just being colorful with language. Like I'm not, I'm not conforming to this idea that we have to like, cause to me, the substance, the intent and the physical repercussions that surround those ill feelings that people can have towards other people of different tribes or different persuasions. Those are infinitely more destructive. Those are infinitely more important than fucking words right like and and now and and if anything like especially when people run around with the white supremacy shit all the time like okay um you understand that by taking on this position you're not just acknowledging white supremacy like you're endorsing it and you're like turning it into the boogeyman like you're making it more powerful because you're basically saying listen white people are so supreme we can say whatever the fuck we want about them and they can take it and it's not a problem, but the rest right. of us, we're so fragile that if you say the wrong magical word, we just fall apart like fucking Rumpelstiltskin. You know what I'm saying? Don't say Beetlejuice three times or Rumpelstiltskin. I'm like, this is this is not a, a sign of strength. Like, we're all supposed to agree that this is the right thing when really it implies like inherent weakness. And I And I don't think most people are that weak, but in order for you to be okay, like in the status quo... You have to take on that position. And it's like, look, man, I love everybody. I don't wish ill on everybody. I want everybody to have equal rights and equal opportunities. But I'm not going down the road with you on the language policing. Like, yeah. everybody gets to say whatever the fuck they want to say. Because once you start pulling at that thread, like history tells you, things can get really ugly from there. Like, read 1984. Like, that's one of the, that's a central theme into that is just this, this wrong speak. You know, a wrong yeah. thing and getting the, people to think in turn because the quality of your thoughts is the quality of your language. And if people are policing your language, they're getting in your fucking head and they're policing your thoughts. And absolutely. I'm not with that. 
I think it's a lot of people who just don't have a, a healthy fear of that shit because they just don't, for one, they don't think it can happen to that degree. And two, they always envision themselves as being the ones that are okay with the way shit is. They don't think they're going to be the ones that are like, damn, this is worse than I thought it was going to be. They think it's going to work in their favor. Like, just like freaking people who claim they're anarchists or something like that. They have this really posh idea, this polished idea of what anarchy is going to be like. And they never, very rarely do people really envision these worst case scenarios or how could this not go right or go in the favor that I think it's going to go in. And it's the same thing with language policing. They think it's going to help them. Like, I totally agree that I don't think it should be illegal for you. Like, if you want, if you're in a bar, Somebody's in a bar and you see two dudes holding hands and shit. I don't think it should be illegal to call them dudes faggots. But I think it it should be fine. I understand the uh, political correctness to the degree where if you look across the room and you say, look at those faggots, the bartender should be able to be like, you're a dick. Get out. Ab- absolutely. And, and, and that's the thing, too, is that it, it paints. It's based on painting an inaccurate depiction of where most people's heads are at. Like right. it's, it's, it's not acknowledging the victory because the reality is as much as I'll sit here and defend the word faggotry, like I like it, I, it rolls off the tongue and it, and it, and it, and if there was any other word that would convey the idea that that word, the way it sounds, the, 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 the imagery that it provokes, if there was any wor- other word that would do that job, then that word wouldn't exist. Right. But words <laughs> exist because it's a unique way to convey an idea. And there wouldn't be that word unless it, it, it served a purpose in conveying something unique. But most people, including myself, like if I was with somebody and like I remember um, and this was a while ago, like um, I was this was I was maybe like between 19 to 21 this is a long time ago. And there was this girl that I liked in uh, that lived in Miami and I was down there. Uh, visiting some family we went out on a date we're like hanging out at the mall and stuff and she was like oh my god look at those flamers flamers I, oh yeah right. i know that one and i and she was very religious so i didn't know what that meant like i was i was clueless right i'm like i don't know what that meant so i had to ask somebody like because i didn't because so there's two parts to this one the, the gay people that she, like, radared in, like, as I'm walking through, I didn't even notice them, right? And then when she said the word meant kind of, I guess, to be disparaging, or even, like, but so what? You know, like, w- why is even that something that you want to bring up? Like, oh, look at them. You know, and it was literally one of those things. Oh, my God, look at the, did you see those flamers? And I had to be like, uh, no, I missed it, because I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. But I don't want to seem clueless, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't ask her, like, what does it mean? And then when I found out, I'm like, okay, so you're you're making fun of gay people just for being gay, or not even making fun of them, but you have to, you feel the need that you have to categorize them as such. You know what I mean? Like just right. that, it was off-putting to where I was like, mm, you know, and I'm no gay rights activist, but just the fact that you were you felt that you had to categorize these people and point them out and identify them, and that's a thing for you. Like that's not a thing for me, and and so I guess. I guess where I feel like the overreach kind of alienates people is it just assumes that everybody are just these vicious racists and these vicious bigots. And if you don't implement this strategy of identifying, shaming, and unemploying, then we are going to be overrun 
with like 1930s like lynchings, you know, and and it's like, okay, mm. are, why are we taking a time machine to analyze culture? Like, do you really think most people are there? Because I think most people, I think most people don't give a fuck, man. In, in my That's, experience, yeah. you know, I, I would and, agree. No, go ahead. No, I I just I just don't think most people give a fuck, and I think what hurts what hurts any any actual movement that you have is that there's a lot of people who you alienate because they just get so sick of the political correctness that you kind of turn them into your enemies like before they weren't against gay marriage they weren't against you know like like gay people existing you know it's not uganda it's not saudi arabia you know they they're just like i, I really don't have a, an opinion i mean I don't I don't personally do it. To me it's gross, but what I do is gross to them and that's I don't really give it any thought. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. But and because, I think a lot of people want more than just well a lot of people on the other side of that want more than just uh being ignored and being so even acceptance I think is not a, enough for a lot of people. They want people to have knowledge of it and understand which letter they represent on this spectrum and like all this other shit. I think maybe people expect, yeah, they might be expecting way, way too much, especially when you're out here. Some of some people are out here saying that there's an infinite number of genders and gender designations and shit. And, and also at the same time, they're saying if you call somebody the wrong thing, then it should be a crime. Like they label that as violence. So if if it's a crime and there's an infinite number of gender designations, how is anybody supposed to know what to say without getting themselves in trouble? Right. And when you start when you start criminalizing ignorance of like a a, a made up categorization, like that does get that that treads into that past that thin line of okay, uh, we're 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 in Brave New World. We're in 1984. This is this is a little crazy, but even with you know, because uh, the the thing is is I get the sentiment of wanting because that that's the hallmark of the left. Like who who's who's oppressed? Who's getting fucked with? Let's be their hero, and it, and it comes from a good place. Like you know, if you're on the schoolyard and there's this you know you're getting in fights every day, and you see that there's this really tiny kid and he can't handle himself. And you see him getting fucked up every single day. You feel bad for that kid. And some of the kids will even be like, yo, man, leave that dude alone. Like somebody bigger will come along and was like, yo, you're, you're, you're totally abusing your power over this kid. Like there is that, that impulse in some humans. And I think it represents maybe the majority of humans where, you know, we're primates. We're warm-blooded. We're compassionate creatures. We don't want to just see that, you know, uh, especially like when you watch a fight. I mean, I, I don't really care for fights. Like, I watch boxing matches every now and then. UFC's a little bit brutal. But even when we're entertained by fights, like, when we start seeing somebody getting brutalized when it's not even fair, the entertainment value kind of goes away. Yeah, it's a even thin if, line. Right. So, you know, and so I understand that impulse. But the thing is, dude, you won. Shit is more gayer now than ever. Like, as far <laughs> as, as far as, like, mainstream culture, yeah. like, there's never been a gayer time to live. Not only were gay people are more openly celebrated, like even back in the 70s, there was some shit that was gay, but they didn't really call it that. Right. Like if you knew Freddie Mercury was gay, you kind of knew, 
But there was plenty of kids listening to Queen. It's like, really? Freddie Mercury was gay? Because it's you're oblivious to it. But so now much you look back it. on it, like how George could you Michael. Not know? George Michael, fucking Culture Club, and Boy George, all this shit. I didn't know. It I just never thought they were weirdos. Right, yeah. I just thought they was weird. It never occurred to me. I'm like, oh, this guy wears colorful braids and all kind of shit that, in his hair. His all thing. right, cool. I right. still like this song, though. Right. So it was so it wasn't like it didn't get to us. I guess maybe because we were younger, so we weren't around those conversations. But I'm sure there was some adults that was like, "Who the hell is this sissy on my TV?" Like right, I'm right. I'm sure there was, but we wasn't hearing that as kids, and it didn't naturally occur to us. Like we right. knew they were weird for sure, and I guess maybe that's what the essence of a lot of LGBT people are. They don't think it should be weird. Right. I think and, that's what it's feeling. It's based on emotion. It's not really any measurable, tangible, logical thing that they want to remove. It's, I mean, if, if if we're walking on somewhere and a kid sees a dude with a beard and a skirt on and fake eyelashes and shit, the kid's probably going to be like, well, okay. Like, he might not point his finger and call him a name, but it's, he's probably going to be a little bit weirded out by it. That's not some shit you see every day. So I think uh, removing that weirdness is what a lot of people expect. And, and the thing is, 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 but you can't do that. Like, because when, when you demand to police other people's thoughts, like now you're infringing upon them. When, when they were so hateful that they didn't want you to exist, that was them infringing upon you. But when you're to the point where like, yo, you have to like me and you have to like me on these terms and this is going to be in your face. Listen, you can't do that. The Nation of Islam doesn't let white people go to any of their meetings. There was a time where I was trying to get in. I'm like, listen, I'm down. I'm with all this shit. You know, there needs to be some change. Brother Dan, uh, we love you. Your crack ass can't come to these meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we say white, we mean the white power structure. We don't mean all white people. But yes, yeah, still technically you're a devil. You can't come to the meetings. We don't want any white people. But we, we appreciate your enthusiasm, you know, and they have that right. They have the right to just be like, listen, we just want black people. We right. do not. We do not want it. And I can't go to them and be like, but listen, uh, stop making this about tribalism. Make it about valueism. If we right. agree that there needs to be these fundamental changes, why does biology matter if we want the same things, if we want education, if we want economic expansion, if we understand that there's pockets of the population that need uh, specifically certain information about nutrition, about discipline, about you know, opening your own business and all these things that we talk about. Is, and not only that, like, don't we need money? Like, why are you cutting off 60 to 70 percent of the population that could be putting up money? And you kind of say, yeah, but if white people give us money, then white people are going to tell us what to do. And the whole point mm-hmm. of being, uh, aut- uh, you know, having autonomy is, yeah, you can't tell us what to do. We're going to do whatever we want with the money. And so how far do we extend those kind of ideas, though? Like, so if if that if it's all right for, say, the nation of Islam, do what do we say when Denny says we don't want black people no more? And 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 there and there's the because there's some libertarians who are so extreme in their belief, like they're like, yeah, the civil rights legislation was a mistake because we shouldn't have been forcing people, you know, at the Woolworths. Uh, um, uh, counters to like have to serve certain people but at the same time racism was so entrenched in our society that maybe that governmental like like if you could ever make an argument for government overreach to force people like maybe you can argue that that was the time that it makes sense but there's a lot of libertarians who you know to this day 
I mean, I know Rand Paul got in trouble for it because they tried to get him with a gotcha moment. And he was like, nah, yeah, we shouldn't have done that. You can't force, in principle, you can't force private business owners to serve people that they don't want to serve. And the thing is, like, when you really get down to all this tribalism and group shit, like you were you were touching on it with like the the infinite number of genders. I think Facebook has 72. You want to group people in groups, right? And and there's certain and, and the way it's is because it, it fuels tribalism, it makes the battle lines clear. It's a us versus them. And there's certain instances where it's advantageous, and this is why I know it's all bullshit. It's advantageous to break down barriers. And then there's other instances where it's advantageous to create more. So, for an example, when we talk about white supremacy and white racism, are we talking about the British? And if you want to get specific, are we talking about the Anglo-Saxons? Are we right. talking about the Danes? Are we talking about the Welsh? Are we talking about the Irish? Are we talking about the Italy? So in that instance, for the kind of tribalism that suits our argument, we say, no, just whites. Anybody from Europe. Well, that's a that's like saying everybody in Africa and Africa has more diversity <laughs> than right. any place yeah. in the world. So it's not like you can get the Zulus and the Ashanti like, oh, yeah, we agree on everything. We're black. Of course, mm, it nope. doesn't work like that. Tribalism doesn't work like that. But because you want to have a particular enemy now, all white people without that nuance of Irish, blah, 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 blah. Right. Everybody gets something in that category. And on the other side of it, well. It's advantageous when you want to bust my chops about not acknowledging what you are, where it's not just gay, it's not just genderqueer, it's two-spirit, it's too. So when you put all these other things, like what you really start seeing is like, yeah, but you know what we're doing when we're coming up with all these little tightly, you know, it's just a, a smidget, a modicum of nuance to get to one category to another. You know what we're basically arriving at eventually? Individualism. Like, mm. when it takes that many categories to pin down what you are, right? Because when we talk about Europeans, we're not talking about Irish, Italian. And then even within those countries, there's little tribalism within those countries. Of course. Absolutely. Right? So now when we're talking about your gender, we're just getting to your name. Because at some point, that's going to be the only designation of who you are, right? Because you're a name. And maybe other people have your name. But you're also a birth date. And you're a set of principles. And I'm just waiting for the day when, like, yo, you need to acknowledge me as a cisgendered male named Daniel that's 6.5, you know, height tall or whatever. So, oh, oh, you mean you? Like, your group is you? You know what just I mean? You. Like, when, when it's that level of specificity, we're not even talking about groups anymore. And isn't that what eventually we want to get to anyway? Like, right. so isn't it just, just you that chase. matters? Yeah, Let's just man. cut to the chase without all this extra shit. Cause it is, it is getting kind of wild, man. I mean, it's maybe not so much here, but there's some places already in the world where you can go to jail for calling a, a you know, a transgender person a him Damn or her like you. So you can end up in jail for a word that may not have even been malicious anyway. It could have been an honest slip up, and it's like, nah, fuck it, jail time. That's kind of, um, that's kind of crazy. That's some wild shit that's happening in this world in 2020. That's crazy. You heard about San Antonio? Uh, what about it? Okay. And this is, and this, yo, I'm a, I'm a news junkie and it's not good for my mental health. So I definitely appreciate um, to all my friends that I love that are detached from all of this shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I do my personal life and my personal sanity no, no, no good service and being plugged in all the time. But they passed the law 
where you can be arrested if you call it the Chinese coronavirus or the Kung flu. Kung flu specifically, but they, but they, I know what they meant to legislate was Kung flu. So they outlawed those words to the point that it's an arrestable offense now in San Antonio, Texas. Wow. Oh my gosh. And I feel like Texas is exactly the kind of place where a lot of people are going to go to jail for that shit. Oh, I feel yeah. like they don't give a fuck over there. <laughs> Yo, the people that don't give a fuck don't give a fuck. And speaking of like uh, anarchists, because that's definitely like a lot of Texans are pretty close to anarchy. You know what I mean? Like they're pretty close. Like, yep, I got my land. I got my guns. I can handle my shit. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Like, I really don't give a fuck for the rest of civilization. What what kills me is like bourgeoisie uh, anarchists that, you know, are in an urban setting and don't know how to use a gun. Like. Do you know what anarchism means for you? <laughs> not not good. That, right. Good. So it's like this romanticiz- romanticization of anarchy. It's like, yo, you are all alone. Like, if you're not a dude that knows how to handle himself, like, you are, like, there's a pecking order. Like, you're one of the first to get robbed and beaten and get all his shit took. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 A lot of these hoarders, a lot of these fucking doomsday preppers, a lot of these people are only stockpiling this shit for the, whoever's going to come and take it from, from them. You're just yeah. getting all his shit together. And he's going to fucking make his first stop at your place, and he's going to take it all, and ain't going to be shit you can do about it. And People don't understand. They, they think this shit's going to be a joke. Like, it's going to be a movie where you can just go into town and trade some of your rice. And like, nah, bro. People are going to be eating each other way before it's time to start eating each other. Because what it is is people presume that the level of civility that we have right now, they take it for granted. And it's really a luxury that most of human history that we know of hasn't known. So there was a lot of steps to get us to this point where we're this docile and we're this civilized. Mm -hmm. And you're coming from such a spoiled perspective that you don't think that any of the people – uh, that are under this construct right now are only feigning civilization because of the 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 threat of consequences. Like some people are just truly civilized. Like they don't have it within them. Like I don't want to murder nobody. I don't want to take nobody's shit. But it's like you think out of all the you know the human beings on the planet that some of the people don't feel this way. And I love to use that illustration from the Bible. It's like look, um, there was a point in human history where. You know, whether these women were going to get thrown out and be ganged raped was an afterthought. That wasn't the moral principle. It was, yo, we cannot let the city rape these angels. Please rape right. my daughters by all right. means. And it's like, yo, you have to meet people where they're at. So when you talk about imposing laws on people, yo, laws, you have to you have to herd and train human beings out of a certain level of barbarity until they're ready for that. And at, at a thousands of years, you know, of documented human history, dude, it, it's been a slow walk. Like countries were still invading countries and taking people's shit, like maybe up to like what, 50, 60 years ago, you know? Like it's just a common occurrence. Oh, you got shit? Well, we want your shit. We're gonna go ahead and take your shit. Yeah, I'm, what could you do? What could you do? And then I think the people who got smart about it was the ones who took people's shit and then wrote laws against people taking people's shit. Oh, yeah. You know this is illegal now. Right, yeah. Those <laughs> those are the guys who were the smartest about it. It was like, as soon as we get done taking everybody's shit, the first thing we're going to do is make a decree that if you take somebody's shit, you die. 
but yeah. it's not retroactive. So you can't right. kill us for taking your shit. You just got to move <laughs> forward from here. Right. And, Make and what could you do? And some people really think that that's a world that they want to live in. And it's like, it's, it's just really not. It's really not. Because most people can't defend the shit that they've uh, collected for themselves. A lot of people got houses and cars and wives and shit that you couldn't keep if shit just went crazy. And those were the, that was the new rules. We're like, oh, if you can just walk in somebody's house and kick them out, that's your house now. Well, people want to, like, everybody wants the game to be played in a way that suits their skill set. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, there's certain people that would be like, yo, you know who should be running the world? Whoever wins this IQ test. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And there's other people's like, yo, you know who should run the world? Whoever could win this boxing match. You know? It's like, yeah, if, if you're a smart motherfucker or a tough motherfucker, you're going to look at the world totally different. And, yeah, you're going to want the rules to apply to whatever gives you the advantage. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, but it doesn't it doesn't pan out, you know what I'm saying? Because none of the a lot of these systems that people would like to base the shit on are not necessarily systems that's gonna line up or align itself with being a uh, a good society for everybody to live in. Just because you can right. knock you can knock somebody out with one hit don't mean you should be making the rules for uh you know for a village right, right, or right. shit like how, that. How how should we plan the city budget? I don't know. Well, Let's fight. Well, well, Thomas here can knock the shit out of anyone. Let's ask Thomas and his spiked shoulder pads. <laughs> spiked shoulder pads with his tied up woman on the back of his motorcycle. <laughs> she belongs to me now. Yeah, let's see what he thinks about it. Yeah, that's like, not. That's not. That's definitely not a world I want to live in. And, and that's and that's the thing is just yo people people vary greatly. We are like when when people say diversity is our strength. In one degree, it's absolute horseshit, and in the other degree, it's it's true. We need people of various skill sets, of various perspectives, because you, everybody has blind spots in their thinking. And if you don't have another person with an alternate view to sharpen your view, you're you're not going to grow. And even in, in our DNA, like you know, hey, our our DNA has viruses. Viruses helped shape how our body responds to shit, and it, it, it makes us stronger. And you know, and 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 struggles in nature cause species to have adaptation. And you know, there's this there's this whole interplay that you can find in all of these different components of existence that shows you, yeah, there has to be some kind of struggle. You know, there has to be some kind of friction for for anything to happen. And so, as civilized people, we should welcome it. Yeah, okay, you see things differently than me. One of us is going to offer the other insights. Either right. we're going to figure out that this is something that's irreconcilable and we're just going to always have this, this philosophical difference, or you may offer me some insight because I may just have the facts wrong and vice versa. You know, but, but there should always be. But this idea that, you know, I hear people say, like, diversity is our strength. Like, yeah, is that why, like, when you see an army, like, everybody has on their own uniform? You know what I'm saying? That's why right, when you see right, them marching, right. everybody's marching in a different direction, you know Not what I'm saying? All. Like, nah, it actually strength is having a singular person, a purpose rather. But right. the difference is, is like, what, what do you want to rally around? And, yes. you know, do you want to rally around just blind tribalism or do you want to have some kind of set of values that are more important yeah. than all this, these other tribal categories that people try to stick us in? It's hard to get people on the same page because shit changes so fast. People think they want one thing until a condition changes and then they want something totally different. They're, not a lot of people are 
are really putting the time and energy into thinking about this stuff and really getting a good foundation to what they believe in and why they believe it. They kind of just going with the flow. I feel this way because I feel this way. And then when something shifts, they're feeling shifts. So then everybody's not on the same page no more. That's why it's so hard to build that kind of shit because no, yeah. not everybody's doing the same work. And, and it's work that you have to do if you plan to figure this shit out. And, and again, that's why, you know, you got to, you got to give people a mythological story. You got to, <sighs> <you know, laughs> I hate Gosh. to bring it back to yeah. cults every time, but that's, that's the only way that it works is because people have to be married to this purpose, like just on the value of it's beneficial. It helps you grow as a person. It helps us grow as a community. It helps us, you know, enhance everything that like that's not enough for people 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 can't stay on that people either need to be told like yo if you don't do this shit shit is gonna get bad or you know um they gotta know that there's some sort of cosmic reward you know and there may there may might be i i don't know right but i just know that you know like i would like to think like 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 you know uh and obviously my, my views of the nation of islam have, have changed over the years but yeah, at a time when I was really like, yo, this shit is, this is on point, you know? Uh, yeah, but then they kill Malcolm X. Shut up. It doesn't matter. Like, right. But, but couldn't you just have, like, yeah, you know, economics? Like, yeah, if you invest in your own businesses, right, and people have jobs and people feel safe in the community so that they can invest money because you can't attract any business investment if it's chaos. Like, right, when everybody was getting their lands taken and there was, you know, internal civil wars, like nobody's putting up money in Darfur, nobody's putting up money in Zimbabwe. Like, the only way you're going to attract investment is you got to have peace. You got to have stability. Like, right, and so there's places... You know, when you start talking about discipline and in home and values and all that other stuff like that translates into is the community going to be a place where people are going to feel comfortable to invest money? And when they invest that money, what can we do to grow it even more? And now you're talking about creating jobs, creating stability for other people and their families, you know, giving people something to look forward to so they don't feel so desperate and so like casual about their life. You know, they have something to lose now that gets a lot of buy in. Like when you start talking about all those principles, it's like, yo, that's absolutely on point. Discipline, self-investment, all of that stuff. You are absolutely on point. But like, why can't you get people to show up when you just give that message? Like, why does there have to be a mothership? Why right. does there have to be right. this cosmic battle? You know, why? You know, and Yakub and his 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 witty inventions. And all, like, why do we got to like isn't. Isn't this message that you see the efficacy of in your life in real time? Isn't this enough? Nope. No, it's some not. White people aren't the devil. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. Like, yeah. What are you even talking about? Yeah. Right. You become the crazy one when you don't have a mothership or a Yakub. You're crazy because it's like, what are you even? What's even the point if you don't have right. any of that shit? And I think <laughs> it's either it's either because we're just in a state that we're so far removed from our own potential and power and shit that we need to this superhero mm -hmm. thing or it's just the fact that it's innate in us because of something left over in our dna like humans have been interfacing with this kind of concept for thousands and thousands of years and it's all pretty much just a projection of a highly evolved human 
is basically what it is. There's some anthropomorphic shit too, where you know the the winged serpent and all this other stuff. Right. But most of the god uh, pantheon and all are are just humans, basically people who are just highly evolved and Superman shit. So there just could be something inside of us that makes us recognize that pattern and that archetype, and it attracts us to it for a reason. I think that's, I personally think that's why something like Jesus, like you said, this is why those things are important to so many cultures all over the world is because it just makes sense to the human psyche. The way our brain has evolved, there's something about that story, that hero's journey kind of shit that really resonates with us, bro. We love it. We fucking love it. People been writing stories about it and carving it on walls. That shit ain't going away. That shit ain't yeah. going away. And just and look at what they're able to do when you get to modern technology. Something like an organized religion is based on the same. It's basically Superman. Basically. It's kind of the same shit. It's got a bunch of other stories in it, but it's just like, hey, look at this freaking superhero alien that can do everything, and he likes us a lot. That's pretty much what it is, and I think that matters because, forget who has the true one, and I don't think that's the point. When people have been telling the same story for thousands of years, I think it's something important about that story in particular. Overall, not one over the other, but the story itself just keeps coming back. And there's got to be a reason for that. Yeah, I, I definitely think it taps into something within us where, you know, life is hard. You know, the human condition, the the challenges that we have, you know, whether you're trying to, like, you know, b- break drug addiction or just pay the bills or just get along, you know, with your wife or your kids. Like, there's a lot of shit that that kind of that can fuck with you, you know, that can really that can really make you want to seek something higher. And, you know, it, it could just be, like, when you talk, talk about the Pantheon, like, it could just be, because le- what it tends to be is certain kinds of thoughts or certain kinds of sciences or skills. Like, like even in the, you know, you look at the Greek Pantheon, Greek Pantheon or the Canaanite Pantheon or the, um, uh, or the Egyptian Pantheon, you're talking about, like, uh, natural phenomenon, you know what I mean? High level concepts, like what happens after death, you know? So there's the, there's these mysteries and there's these scare agriculture, you know, lightning, whatever, like all of these things that are going on in the world around us, you know, we're, we're having to, we're, we're having to try to define them and understand how everything's integrated. So I could see the one, I could see the one perspective that, you know, it all, it all kind of could have come about naturally because humans would have had to have craft these things as they're understanding the world around them. They feel more secure. They feel more safe by, by naming things and understanding them. Like that's, that's a, that's a psychological anchor for them. Or it could be, yeah, somebody really showed up and gave people some higher knowledge and, you know, human beings abused it, you know, or it could be, you know, and, and this is where I go back and forth because definitely, with everything that's going on now, especially, like, eh, maybe there are nefarious forces in the world that really just want to, like, maximize uh, what they can extract out of the material world. Because that that seems like a, like, it's a real deal agenda. Like, as much as I can throw away some of the things about the Jesus story, right, where I'm like, ah, oh, well, that's religion, and maybe that's fanciful. When you look at, when you look at the other side of it, like, well, 
what is the beast? What is the state? Like, what does it do to people? You know what I mean? Like, what what drives it? And then you see, like, all of our all of our progress is based on more technological advances, more petty conveniences, even if it comes at the expense of, you know, horrible miseries for other people on the planet, like, and, and more, more tracking, more ability to, you know, observe and control everything. Like, it's, it's the, it's the Babylonian wet dream. Like, yo, we don't have, just have these wet tablets anymore with a stylus to keep track of all the records. You know, this is what made us the shit. Like, nah, now you got a digital record of everything that's beaming all your little tablets (laughs) up into fucking outer space and back on earth in seconds. Like everybody knows everything. Like how did those people thousands of years ago know like, yo, this is, this is the game. This is ultimately what it wants. When these motherfuckers are walking around in robes, you know what I'm saying? They're walking around in robes. They're riding on the back of camels. You know, they just figured out metallurgy. Oh, this is how you do it. But then to have the to have the foresight out of nowhere, like this is where this thing is going. Trust me, this is this is what it is. And people will herald it as a big, beautiful achievement of human beings. Oh, it's a it's a beautiful statue. It's golden. It's silver. It's beautiful. It's like no, this shit is a beast. It will devour you. It will eat all the other animals on the field. <laughs> And like even 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 when they come and ask God for a king, like yo, give us a king. We want a king. Everybody else got a king. And God's like, cool. You got a king. Guess what? All your women is gonna be working in his bakeries. All your sons are gonna be dying in his war. So because you don't want to be governed by principles within yourselves and how you relate to each other, if you want somebody to rule over you so that you feel safe and okay, yeah. Here's the trade-off. Like, what you're gonna a get. pretty hefty price. Yeah. Yeah, it's what you're going to get. But, I mean, see, and this is what's left for people to interpret, interpret after the fact, hundreds of years later. Right. This is left for people to pick up and, and say, what am I supposed to take from this? What am I supposed to get from this? How do I build my society with this? And, and some of the precedents that's set is a shaky fucking foundation, bro. It's, and I've said this before. It's like when you when you build a society around a group of people who fundamentally believe on some level that the creator of the entire universe sent out death squads to murder other people that he didn't like. You, yeah, it's a, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. If this is what the highest being that you can conceptualize, this is what he does. He just uh, orders hits like Al fucking Capone or some shit like that. <laughs> like, and, and this is your, you know, this is your deity. It's like, what would you gather when you stumble across Greek mythology and you find out their highest god is a rapist? Yo, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, what does that make you think too. about the people? You know, yeah. what does that make you think about the society that they lived in? If your god is a rapist, bro, I mean, shit, I can't have no type of hope. And what the humans are gonna be doing. Right. And the sneaky rapist. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's gonna fucking make himself look like a a, a golden rain shower or something. Yeah. Then you wait you fall asleep and wake up pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna ignore all my children until they become a problem on earth. And you know, then, then some yeah, of them crazy. gotta get murked. Some of them gotta go. Crazy. So I mean, when that's your foundation, you, it's, it's a little bit to be worried about, in my opinion. It's just a little bit to be worried about because it's really gonna. It's not gonna take long. It's only a matter of time before you get to the place where people be like, "Well, I think God wants me to kill more people." <laughs> 
and, and you know, and then Christianity comes along and it's like, nope, psych. You don't got to do that. And and that's no. why I really think that it's 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 what humans are ready for. Like back in the Old Testament, like look at the playing field. You know, we're trying to convert, you know, disparate human beings into like organized warring tribes. Like, yo, we got to get people ready to go and kill other people. Like, how do you prepare that? Like, how do you get that to work? Well, if you give them the story, because I always used to question this too, like, okay, so they had to prove that they were faithful because they weren't afraid to go and take other people's lands. Right, that's correct. Okay, so God is saying, all right, I give you all of these lands because you're Israel and you're my chosen people. All of these lands belong to you, and God gave them to me. Yes, 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 God has given them to me. So why do I got to throw people out? That's like you come into my house in a car, right? You're like, yo, I bought you this new car. And there's some dude like duct taped and hog tied in the back seat. It's like, who is he? <laughs> oh, don't worry about him. He's the dude that used to own the car. But I'm giving yeah. you this car. And, and oh, and by the way, you got to put two in his head. And then it's officially yours. It so it's yours. like if God is just giving it to us, it, it shouldn't he just be handing over? Well, you know, he has to test our faith. So we still have to actually go in there and kill all the men, women, and children, and all the sheep, too. Don't leave any of the livestock. Like, you got to totally wipe them off the face. Oh, no, 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 no. You kill, the, you kill the, the men, the children, and the livestock, and any woman who has ever known a man. But the young virgins, you can keep them for yourself. And then, and then I think, Because I'm, sure, like, I'm sure you're going to need those. You're going to need right. those virgins where you're going. It's a rough road ahead, so right. keep those virgins. <laughs> you can't even keep the cows, bro. Kill the cows. I right. could use and, a cow right now. A cow would be useful. No, nah, right. I think you need virgins. Right. <laughs> you don't need no cow. You need virgins. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, maybe it could have come from God. Maybe it could have. Like, I would never fight anybody on that point. Like, my whole thing is like, the ability for people to think and exchange ideas. I don't want anybody to be able to kill or blow anybody up because we disagree on some shit we can't prove. That's fine. But I also think, like, if it wasn't from God, like, isn't this the genius sales pitch of a world that's run off tribalism? If you're trying to convince all these other people to be within your tribe and that some of them may have to go die so that you can expand, you know, the glory and the lands of the tribe... Like, cause this it's a pretty good sales pitch. You know what I'm saying? If, if you if you want to wow. get somebody to blow some shit up, yo, you get 70 virgins. 70. 70 virgins. All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna blow some shit up. Yo. 70 virgins. What else? I mean, 70 virgins. Shit. I mean, right. It's a no-brainer. God, God's <laughs> gonna give you land. You gotta murder these people. Take, I mean, so if you if you wanna get people, and, and this is where it really comes down to is like, yo, God can do anything. Like, he doesn't need you. So if if your conception of God is, is that not only does he not carry out this violence on his own, he, need, he needs you to do it. Like, one, like, he is kind of a dick. You know Definitely. what I mean? Like, he's kind of a dick. Like, yeah, we got to go Definitely. murder people and take their shit. But not only that, he doesn't even get his own hands dirty. He's like, right. no, you got to do it. You got to live with the post-traumatic stress syndrome that comes with, hacking people's limbs off with a bronze age style weapon you know what i'm saying that shit wasn't a that wasn't a ginsu you know what i'm saying no, this is no, some yeah. crude metal <laughs> you got to make a couple of chops crude soft metal off. right and it's yeah. a slow agonizing death and you got to see all that go down 
So, I mean, you know, and then to have later on from the same God is like, look, um, someone slaps you, turn the other cheek. Like, just let him slap you again. Like, don't ever retaliate. Yo, Peter, you gonna chop this dude's ear off? I'm gonna heal it. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. I'm not advocating or endorsing or okaying any kind of violence from human to human uh, at all. And it's like, wait a minute. Are you for real? Like, who the fuck? Like, have you seen people? Like, do you know what goes on? And and the only thing I'm left to conclude is, like, it could all be from God. But God had the understanding of this is where people were at. This is what people could process. This is what people are capable of. And people were just not ready for that shit. I don't know, dude. It's it's weird to me that people would accept that. Uh, how come nobody's thinking that this version of God isn't like one of those uh, one of those mafia dons where he just says, "All right, if you betray your best friend, you can get down with our family." And deep down, it's like, "Well, fuck them. I'm not going to betray my best friend." And they're like, "You passed the test, Tommy. Like, if you would have right. betrayed your best friend, we would have killed you and threw you in a ditch. But right. since you didn't do it, like that's why is nobody thinking that?" Why is nobody thinking when God says, yo, to prove yourself to me, kill your son? Why doesn't nobody say, nah, fuck that. I'm not killing my son. Why is well, it that? But the people who he likes is the ones who's like, okay, well, I guess my son's got a croak. That's just some a weird fucking position to take in the story to me. Well, well, people is like, if you do something wrong, you, you I'll forgive you if you kill something. But that's, but that's the, that to me is, is further evidence that it's all in the context of the culture of that time because right. that story only has relevance and means something if people are killing their babies all the time. <laughs> like, if that's a thing. You gotta like, already and, be killing your kids. Right, and it was. <laughs> like, and people, So why would it be special? If they were already killing their kids, why would that be a special okay, act? So, so think about this. So you're a priest, right? You got the higher knowledge. You're trying to um, guide these savages to a higher level of being, right? And you want to get them to stop burning their babies at the altar of Moloch. Like, stop it. Stop it. Um, you give a story where you're basically saying it's like acknowledging, right? Because this is the genius of it. You're not necessarily shitting on their beliefs. Hey, if I burn my baby, God will appreciate it. It's like, no, 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 no. God appreciates the sacrifice. He just doesn't need it. Okay. He'd rather you keep, he'd rather you keep your baby. So it acknowledges the validity of their superstition to a degree, and that there is an almighty deity that asks Abraham to go and murder his son, right? To sacrifice his son. So it acknowledges the validity of their faith. But instead gives the 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 you know the the moral lesson that the faith is good, but you don't have to express it in that way. Your devotion to do it is good enough, but don't actually kill your kid. Right. So it's too long of a conversation with with the people of that time. It's too long of a conversation to just say, I don't need you to kill your kids. Because they're like, wait, what? We've been killing <laughs> mad kids for mad long. What do you mean? Like, all right, well, how about I appreciate you killing your kids, but let's just try to <laughs> cut back on it a little bit because you know, I don't really need, I'm kind of stocked up on dead kids right now. I don't need any <laughs> at the moment, but if I need some, I'll get back to you. For now, just start killing the goats because at least, you know, I'll take some goats. I'll take some dead goats and shit, but I don't need any more dead kids. It's oh, too much dude, of a conversation. You're, you're talking about 
you're talking about reasoning with angel rapists. Like angel if, rapists. if you think of the times of the like well, maybe the, they the, were undercover angels. Maybe they didn't just maybe they didn't appear as angels with like wings and shit. And people was like, oh yeah, let's rape them. Maybe they just look like regular dudes. <laughs> I don't know. They were they were hell bent on it. They were like, no, we're deaf. There was something magical about them. There were they <laughs> they were because there's a whole bunch of dudes out there. Like they could have done whatever they want, but these dudes were the prize. Like yo, we will tear down this motherfucking door. Let us have those men. So yeah, when you're you're talking at a time where people are are murdering their babies, they're raping angels, you know what I'm saying? They're savagely killing one another. As soon as they learned how to make weapons, they could not stop fucking murdering each other. Like, yeah, it's it's a different kind of message for people at that time. But I can definitely see like how you get in the principles of like Jesus's kingdom. Like this is what humans were actually supposed to be doing. These are the principles that we need to be abandoning. These are antiquated means of relating to one another. Like ruling people by force? Nah. Fuck that shit. That's not how it works. Um, ruling each other with service. That's how it's supposed to be. Mm. Like the, these are these are paradigms from a from a vengeful, forceful, violent deity. And you know, I'm sure you know like some of the church history. You know, there were a lot of people who were like, yo, this is not the same God. And those people were heretics. Like Marcion, I think, was one of the dudes who was like, Old Testament God, New Testament God is not the same God. It's, it's, it's not even close. The values are completely different. And I think that, to me, pushes the argument that, okay, if you want to say religious text is from God, you can make the argument that it's inspired by God. But to say that it's directly delivered from God it's, it's tough. I don't even it's, think there's an argument to say it's inspired by God. To say it's inspired by God, you would have to identify the God. Right. You'd have to. There's the, you, you can't. You can say it's inspired by the Easter Bunny. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's the same thing. It, without without having some clear, easily identifiable proof of a deity. For that, that's the first question. It's it. it we have to prove that, and then, and then there's still a long way before we get to the book. Did right. you did you tell people to write this book a couple thousand years ago? He was like, "Well, I've been here for a hundred billion years. What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, no, there was this book on this one planet. Did you tell people to write that? Because this says you can kidnap women if they're not married. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are y'all talking about? What what is this fucking book? Like, I I think that's the most likely scenario if there is something out there. But you can't. I don't think there's an argument for it being inspired by God. I don't think any type of supernatural anything is all personal experience and there's nothing outside of you. Like you can't, um, I don't think there's anything concrete you can introduce outside of a personal experience that could objectively be used to identify the existence of a deity. Well, even if you want to just call it your higher self and people are working these things out, you know, right. whether you call it prayer or meditation, there's these eureka moments, these conclusions that you come to within yourself about your values and what's important and how you want to treat people. You know, if you're if you're a reflective person, you're going to come to those things. So if you're you know, if there's a priestly class, you know, and they don't have anything to do all day, but think, you know, they're going to they're going to see a vision of the world that's maybe a little bit different than the people who are out working the fields and fighting the battles all day. And then to try to come up with a way to get those people on board 
with a more sophisticated agenda when they're basically simple people, you know, however you want to call it, whether you want to call it a DD or your higher self, there's, there's definitely the cultivate, the culti- you're cultivating some, some kind of abstract moral ideas that um, only certain, certain levels of humanity at certain times are going to be able to accept it, even within our lifetime, you know, or within a couple generations. Like, if you go back to the 1940s, you know what I'm saying, in, in American culture, uh, it's like, oh, you're, you're not racist? Like, like racism was just kind of a thing that like, yeah, we, we kind of we don't really deal with each other too much. Some of us do, but we pretty much all live in different areas. We don't necessarily like each other. You know, even to this day, most churches are segregated. You know, people people are, are racially tribal. But being a racist in 1940 versus being a racist in 2020 in the same country with many of the same descendants, it's totally different. Right. Right. So yeah. there's ideas and culture that you could put forth now that people are way more receptive to that in 1940, they would have laughed you out like we're not even trying to hear that. So just within that small window of time, people were totally different in their response to ideas, certain ideas about conventional morality or conventional thinking. So if you if you take that over thousands of years and in a world that's perpetually violent like i understand i understand why it looks so much different you know like we're talking about you know me too's in the context of 2020 it's like yo do the history yo do do that study do, do some knowledge on the history of what women were for the majority of recorded history not the last right. hundred years right the majority of recorded history it's like you're just waiting for the next invaders to come and rape the new crop of women Right. Women aren't choosing who they're marrying. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're from a good family and y'all are trying to, you know, rule the world, you're just a bargaining chip for your father. Yo, we need we need the lands of fucking, right. yeah. you know, uh, Bebenberg or some shit. Let's make an alliance and, you know, sell this nine-year-old girl to the, you know, the 20-year-old lord of that manor so we can have peace. So, I mean, the idea of women having any kind of autonomy, like, and and now... In our time, like that is like you're a piece of shit if you don't think women are equal and women should make decisions for themselves about who they should marry and who they should sleep with and what they should do with their body. You know what I'm saying? Like our morality has changed drastically. But yeah, man, we're 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 cultivating that out of a fucking barbarous ethos. The origins of all of this shit with humanity, like it's been a long road. And if you yeah. took a time machine and you tried to explain to Ted and Corey of why we're not going to bludgeon, you know, Tom in the head with stones because he picked up sticks, they're not going to understand you. Like, you know, no, 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 no. Listen, he was picking up sticks. Here, let me <laughs> let me get you a rock. We're going to smash his head in with the rock <laughs> and then just go back to business as usual. You sound you know, a little that's... confused. Let me get you a rock. It's a different world, man. So even if God had this high-level knowledge that he wanted to give to people, people weren't going to be ready to receive it. And 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 I I personally think that we're not talking about the same thing. You know what I mean? I, I do think that, you know, uh, like in the Book of Enoch, I definitely think there was a point where human beings interfaced with some shit b- before they were ready for it. And they right. got access to certain knowledge that right. they weren't supposed to have. And the byproduct is 
We're building cities. We're murdering people more efficiently than ever before. We're basically practicing genetics in the way that we're able to manipulate the land so we get higher food yields, so we can spend more time plotting on how we want to murder people more efficiently. Like, we got access to some shit that, that we just weren't ready to have. We were better off in the innocence of the garden. Yo, let's go look for some mushrooms. Let's go look for some cucumbers, some shit. We ain't even going to farm. We'll just go around and find whatever's growing. We'll live in harmony with nature. But once they got the cheat code of how to capitalize on all of that shit, yo, it was it was a very... Human history became very, very violent of humans to humans. Before yeah. that, yo, we might have got ate by a saber-toothed tiger. We might have got stomped by some fucking... Uh, you know, elephants, but nature was our greatest enemy. Once we figured out how to subdue nature, yo, we turned on ourselves in a fucking epic way. Yeah, because we're part of nature. We fucked ourselves over in the process. I think that's where a lot of the confusion comes in is that people take this idea of the word God and all of us, even me, it's like when somebody says that word, there's a lot of assumptions that come into place because of just our relationship with it and what we know about it. And I think there's a a possibility that there could be a, a hundred thousand other things that we don't know about this situation, about the variables. I think the only options aren't just no God or Bible God. That's all right. that, you know, that, that those are not the only options, you know what I'm saying? So it could be anything. And, and, and there's a possibility that whatever that grand intelligence is could just be a dick. It could just be some asshole who's running a simulation and being a jerk about it. Like that's, that's a possibility too. But this idea of something being all benevolent and all knowing, because if that's the case, that, that being could have created an interface for us to be able to understand whatever it was that we needed to understand. Like it didn't have to be confusing. That's somebody who it seems like somebody who doesn't know how to use the uh, the full extent of the simulation that they're working on. Well, I mean, think of a color that that doesn't exist. Like if you try to imagine a new color like you can't, it's all but that's coming on... from a human perspective. We're talking about the creator of worlds. No, mm. no, no, no. For, for sure. Absolutely. But the but idea that's what I'm that... saying from out there. There should be a way to like just like I can change the settings on my Sims game. I can make it so that they're more agreeable so they right. they don't start wars. Or I can make it so that they're just some angry motherfuckers and the first thing they do is start bombing each other. That's up to me as the observer of the simulation to make those settings. I can't come into the simulation and be like, I don't know how to get these motherfuckers to do it right. It's like but you, you run the it, simulation. But do you think it's possible for human beings with from within themselves to, to cultivate these notions of benevolence and justice without them actually existing. Like, it's it's got to be somewhere within the programming. You know what I mean? Because there's certain abstractions that it's it's not natural. Like, it, like it, it, you almost have to ascribe something supernatural to it because it's... It's it doesn't fit into the natural programming like it, it's just within the realm of thought. It's not something that's tangible and it's something that's up for debate, like the concept of love, the concept of devotion, the concept of, of justice or benevolence or kindness. Like we, we in the physical world, we can talk about what we would categorize as maybe demonstrations of those things. But the concepts themselves, if there's not a higher intelligence that that they are a part of, you know, and then that would that that's where we get into like the idea of pantheons and certain high level concepts. 
Like those got to be in there somewhere. And, you like, and, I like what you said that they're part of the program. Like I think uh, I can I can get on board with that. That they might exist in the ether, and we're just getting wind of it and and cultivating it as a concept. But it's the same thing you said about words. They don't have any intrinsic meaning. We give the meaning to them. For sure. According to how we use them culturally. And I think you could learn that. I think that could evolve over time. I think if you were a bully and you punched somebody in the nose and then 10 seconds later somebody punched you in the nose, you could be like, maybe this punching people in the nose shit ain't that cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I, th I think that could cultivate itself over time in society. You could be like, you know, I want to take shit from everybody. And then you get home and all your shit gone. And you'd be like, oh, wait. Maybe taking shit from people indiscriminately is not a good thing, even if you don't realize it until it comes back around and visits you the same way. But these are things that you could, these are conclusions you could absolutely come to in a natural world over time. Yeah. And even if you needed thousands of years to finally arrive at the wisdom of doing to others as you would have them doing to you. Right. Yeah. I, I, I could see that being a natural occurrence after, you know, centuries and centuries and millennia of trial and error and seeing the results you know and that's the and that's the benefit of written language and um maybe why there was this sacred quality attributed to it because right. maybe yeah you know a thousand years later human beings are going to have something to reference that without it it wouldn't let them get to this level of achievement because for the most part when you look um uh, to me anyway you know I, i've studied the bible and i've definitely come to the conclusion that is is there's 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 divine components and ideas, and wherever those divine components and ideas come from, I wouldn't debate anybody about it because I I don't know enough about reality to say I know for sure. Right. But there's definitely a very human aspect where you see fucking tribalism and team spirit. You see the infant stages of, all right, well, our God's shaped like a bull. Their God is shaped like an eagle. Our team colors are red and black. Their team colors are blue and green. Uh, we're going to fuck their shit up. You know, every everything about, you know, we need to do this. We need to, uh, you know, we need to um, have these, you know, uh, this kind of understanding. This needs to be about in our culture. This is what, you know, it's, it's just it's just one story to another story about human beings organizing themselves in these in these violent tribes and then attributing it all to their God. Like our right. God's a bull. Your God's the eagle. Fuck your God. You know the way we're going to settle this, that our God's the shit and your God ain't shit? We're going to fuck you up. And if we fuck right. you up, we've proved beyond a shadow of right. the doubt our God is that dude. That and means that's our why... God is tough. Because right. if your so, God, God could have saved you from this ass whooping, but he didn't. So, so God in that context is the grand organizing device. It's the priests, the principles. It's really their strategies. How did they organize the people what technology did they make available to them so that they had the upper hand with weapons? What tactics were employed? You know, because the people, that really, they were just resources. You know what I'm saying? Grow our food, fight our wars. But the intellectual class, the priestly class, the class that probably came up with the concept of a king so that they could streamline the rule even easier. Like, this is the grand organizing device. And in a way, you are proving whose god is the shit because who's going to win? So basically what you're demonstrating is, yo, the way that we've organized this blueprint, it's a superior way. Because our game plan worked and your game plan failed. We're fucking your wives and growing food on your land and you guys are all dead. We won. So We're you might as well get on board with this new God. And, every, and everybody had it. And so when you talk about 
God in that sense. It's like, yeah, every tribe had their own God, their own strategy, and they were constantly at war. And that that part of the story of human of humans lasted up until you get until the times of Jesus. It was the same shit. Oh, well, these new dudes are are, are ruling us now. Who are they? Well, they're the Romans. And we're going to refer to them as the Babylonians so that we can kind of talk in code. But we know what you mean. Like the organized ruling structure that is responsible for the physical reality that we all experience. We live under their laws. They own the resources. They call the tune. And we all kind of got to follow that suit. And there was always one dominant culture or or a dominant force over than another. But uh, what obviously also kind of points to it of being like a singular experience is, yeah, you know, you're talking about the Roman Empire and the Greek Empire and the Babylonian Empire. There was a Mongolian Empire, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, God don't give a fuck about what's going on in China. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So but he's super concerned about what everybody's doing in this really in small region. Pissed, pissed off because people aren't are worshiping the wrong shit. They're not doing the right thing on the right day. But everywhere else in the world, they're totally doing their own thing. And he's like, later for that shit. Right. And what I'm saying is that to me, the germ of that seed of those ideas, I don't think that necessarily could not be God. I think it could absolutely be God. But the manifestation of it in a particular culture, in a particular area of a world, based upon a particular set of interests, that's 100% human. So I I don't think it has to be one or the other, but the way that they teach it, and again, I think this is just about streamlining uh, the process of of getting devotion and and kind of not letting people um, get caught up on questions so that, you know, they're more malleable, they're more conforming, is you don't give them all of those nuances because it it becomes too confusing and you lose people. So the way that you got to break it down for most people is, no, the whole thing from beginning to end it's exactly from the word. It's it's the word of God. Period. If you question it, that you've already fucked up, and you know we need to ostracize you. But even doing textual criticism within the stories, there literally is only one uh, thing that was ever actually written by God, and that supposedly was the original commands. It said Moses brought them down from the finger of God. It was written by the finger of God, and those were all destroyed. And so he went back up and wrote them on, on his own. Like, that's in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? So even the Bible is saying, yeah, the shit that, you know, and I think that you can take that story as an analogy. Like, some really wise people that were involved, you know, or they were inspired, kind of conveyed within the book. Like, listen, uh, the finger of God, yeah, this is a loose interpretation of that. God's not actually writing it. There was some shit that God actually wrote, and it got destroyed. And so now Moses went back up and tried (laughs) to recreate it. And he actually wrote it, oh, and, and that way you get Jesus, you know, thousands of years later. Yeah, Moses wrote you that commandment. That wasn't from God. Moses wrote you that. Well, wait a minute. Why would Moses write us anything? I thought it was all from God. Like, no. So that's what you kind of get into is like, yo, there's something higher happening within yourself and within the quietness of your mind that's more God than just those, those, those words on a page. But yeah. those, those crystallized words on a page, it, it, it's it's or, or they're tangible, and it is it's the crystallization to the best that you possibly can bring to form something that's kind of really beyond you. But really, yeah. if you're engaging it within yourself, you are a kinder person. You are a you are a more loving person. You are 
you are operating kind of on a higher spiritual level. And it, and it's not necessarily because of those concepts that you engage them on a paper, but but that's the only way to kind of crystallize it to make it available to other people who maybe aren't going within to find those things. You know right. what I'm saying? I, I, I think, think a lot of people are seeing and experiencing light and, and that that remnant, that experience of light, but I don't think anybody has identified the light source yet anywhere on the planet. Like a, a lot of people have spiritual experiences and different stories and connections to it and different books and ideologies and all of that shit, but nobody, I don't think anybody on the planet has successfully identified beyond debate what the light source is. And I think that's the that's the biggest problem because as long as everybody can have different I mean, there's, a, of course, a common thread that goes through the whole thing, pretty much a common thread, but everything frays out crazy on both ends. So as long as there's all of those hundreds and thousands of options and everybody's still having spiritual experiences, like you can't be in one sect of Christianity saying those people aren't catching the real Holy Ghost over there or, right. you know what I mean? It's like you can't discount anybody else's experience if you claim to be having one that's uh, unidentifiable also. And I think that's where the issue comes in that. There's too many options because of the fact that nobody's successfully identified it. Like we know things about other subjects that we know facts, science has identified facts about a lot of shit that you can retest and you can try it yourself and get the same results and all of that. But nobody's done that with spiritual systems. No, I, 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 I do agree to you to a large uh, agree with you to a large degree that there is a mysterious component to it. I, I, I tend to focus on the monotheistic religions because they seem to be the ones who are most urgently trying to codify everything and make the claim of, you know, uh, accuracy, you know, and within those three, like I, I definitely give it to the Christians because they're the only one out of the three who don't who don't need violence in order to get across what their God wants. Anymore. Like because the they remixed well, it. Well, they, they remixed it, but here's the thing. Because cause you could say it in, because all of them, all three of them, you know, the the, uh, the Quran refers to as people of the book, right? All, all three of them are people that are going by text. And within the text, um, the source material doesn't advocate them to do that. So anytime you see Christians doing certain violent shit with, throughout history, it's not in their source material to do that. Because in their source material, it says, uh, if you're a soldier, do violence to no man. Well, I'm sorry, but if I'm a soldier, that's my job. I have to right. do violence to people. Yeah, but if you want to be in the kingdom, soldiers don't do violence. Like, that's the only way to bring this beast to a halt is you can't keep agreeing to be soldiers carrying out violence. So when you see them doing something outside of their source material, then they're kind of they are remixing it. They're doing it on the thing, but their their source material doesn't tell them to do that. The, but wait, the doesn't, Jewish, does, what about the Moses and the whole oh you're talking about the New Testament doesn't tell them to do New that. Testament only. Gotcha, yes. Gotcha. It, so in the old testament, yeah the, the Jewish uh when you go to the Jewish source material, yo, like you said Kidnap some shit. women, you murder somebody, yo, just go to the next city for a while. Let shit cool down. <laughs> but you got to, you know, you had to murder them. Fuck it. It happened. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and and you know, we got to take all their lands. You know, I remember they show up with all the goats, and fucking Samuel comes out. Yo, what's all this bleeding of goats, dude? I told you to murder everybody, Saul. Why did you fucking bring like the anger, the outrage of the prophets and God is like, yo, you didn't murder everybody. Like right. there was definitely that bloodlust there. And then of course with Islam, Islam took the efficiency of yo, we're gonna get this point across. Like anything with the Crusades. Anything with the, um, yo, we're going to take their land. This is God's will. Yo, Islam sharpened that shit to the most effective tool ever. Like, yeah. yo, God wants us to take this shit. God wants us to blow this shit up. This is what we got to do. There's an incentive, a 70 virgin retirement plan. So it's like, so I look at all those religions. I'm like, eh, I don't think any of them necessarily have the absolute truth. But within my like godometer, like you know what I mean, what resonates with 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 me the most as being the most plausible, if if your God says that you have to kill on His behalf, but He's the most powerful entity in the world and He's perfectly of capable of killing on His own, that looks to me really the agenda of men. Like I can really see how men would want that agenda right. and how men would co-opt that and channel it. And use it for their own things. But the idea of, yo, you're not going to do violence to anybody. And if anything, you might have to die because you refuse to do violence on another human being. That's really counterintuitive to like survival instincts. It's, yeah. it, you know, what agenda could there possibly, because you gain nothing from it. You're just dead. So there's, there's, no, there's no immediate glory or advantage that you get out of dying because you refuse to do violence against anybody else. So when I when I line them all up out of the monotheistic religions, I can say, well, that seems the most God possible to me. But like I said, there's the source material and then there's the culture. Because there's plenty of Muslims that are westernized and they, and they still follow their faith. They adhere to their faith. They practice and they proclaim their faith. But they're like, yeah, all that shit about I got to do violence to anybody else and I got to you know what I'm saying? Take people's necks. I'm not with that shit. I don't think I don't think God needs that. And you see the same thing in Judaism. Like, aren't y'all supposed to be in the temple and sacrificing animals? And a Jewish person will point you to I forget which psalm it is, but it's like, yo, I own cattle on a thousand hills. If I was hungry, I wouldn't ask you for anything. Bring bring me like a, a broken and contrite spirit. Like, be humble. You know what right. I mean? So right. so because they fucking lost their wars. They didn't have access to the the um the temple anymore. They're like, all right, well, what are we gonna say now? Uh, let's just say God don't need that shit anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> smart, so smart move. There's, so there's smart an evolution, move. right? So so there's the source material, then there's the actual cultural practice. And whereas Christianity has maybe been higher in its in its source material as far as like a higher standard of God morality in execution. Oh yeah, oh yeah, could it be worse? Yo, we have to own these slaves. <laughs> we, have we have to. to. God we commands to. it. Yo, yeah. ask of me and I will give you the heathen for your inheritance. As far yeah. as I know, all these red motherfuckers are heathens. Y'all don't believe in God, right? No, we do not believe in God. Guess what Heathen. we can do? Right. We can kill you take and take your, your shit. shit. And God is shit. on board. Listen, I think this is the issue. When you got shit like that laid into the foundation of it, bro, it inevitably leads to... I'm taking on the burden of sex for all of us. <laughs> that's the that that's the last stop on that train. Sex, I'm is. gonna sleep on the same floor with all your wives. The that's room. the 
Yeah, I'm in the upper room, son. That's where this is going. It's guaranteed. Guaranteed. There's no other way. So that's why I, I, I like that we stuck to this topic a little bit today because this is uh, something I, I want to come back to with the other side of it, which is why I can't deal with any of that shit at all on a personal level. I, I put all my energy into quantum shit and metaphysics, period. That's it. I can't deal with any of that shit because I don't trust that anybody has access. I don't trust that any any of those three, like you just named, I don't think any of them three have enough access for me to cut off the other two and be like, okay, I'm just going to stick with this one. Right, and I don't I, think any of them have the integrity that even if they did have it, that they would wield it, you know, honestly right, and righteously. Right, right. You know, and I think there's enough history and enough evidence to that effect that, yeah, man, like e even even if you started out with it, you know what I'm saying? You, you, at some point, you're playing yeah, the same right. power and tribalism game that everybody else on Earth is playing to try to expand your vision and your control of things. Yeah, it'll always be like that as long as it's in its, in, in its current state. I think that shit would need a heavy, heavy remixing to fix some of those problems and that heavy remixing would imply that it doesn't come from any divine source and it's up to us to fix that shit. So why even yeah. do it? You know what I'm saying? Like why even do it? I think if you if you edit in it, that means you don't I mean you edit in the word of okay, anyway. <laughs> why right. would it need to be cut into pieces? Why would there need to be a committee who says these books go in and these books don't? That's scam shit to me, bro. I, I feel like the people who made those decisions also didn't believe that this was what they claim it was. I think well, that, it's always been to a degree and probably 60-40. Uh, I think it's always had um, a spirit of control and domination attached to it. I think anybody who's been in possession of that shit and under that, uh, under that flag, they've always seen the opportunity to exploit people in it. And that just makes me feel like it's built into the mechanism. I I think it's definitely something uh, again. It's the tribalism game, man. It's 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 a game humans are playing, and they could make sacred ideas just a tool in their repertoire. And and you see that with like you know aspects of nation building, national anthems, national songs, rituals, like pledging allegiance and things like that. There's certain things within. That, that sacred art of, of nation building that you see now manifested in advertising. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. sacred symbols being used to get people to buy shit they don't need. Definitely. Little jingles having the same effect. You know, so you see nations and corporations implementing these tools. So again, it's, it's not that necessarily there is no kind of like sacred or divine aspect to, to, those, to those things. But yeah, human beings will wield them in such a way that they'll they'll definitely misappropriate them and yeah, they'll abuse absolutely. them for sure. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Especially when you have a manual. Like if you if you leave it, I guess if you leave it up to people to do it on on their own, then you can come to a different conclusion. You could just be like, oh, this is just what people do. But when they all have this book that they claim to adhere to and it breaks into sex and these people over here think one thing they and they all got the same manual it kind of makes you just point to that as the common denominator of all the shit that's going on it's like well what's in this damn book that these people are reading let's let's go check that out because but if they that, all doing the same type of stuff it's like we, we got to figure this out what's in this book like but, i said but it, that, it just, that's it the needs thing a, a remix a, a big renaissance it needs a rebirth 
But that, but that's what people do. I mean, you could argue that the Garveyites did that. You could argue that the Nation of Islam did that. Like nobody started out throwing away the Bible or the Quran. You know what yeah. I mean? They're just like, okay, this is the starting point. Let me extract the pieces of it that are more geared towards making my point. And you could even argue like, okay, well, the point that you made is a more righteous point. Like to use the Bible to liberate people and to give people uh, a sense of self and dignity is, is a more righteous cause than to use the Bible as a justification for a, oppression or theft. So right. you could say like the same Bible has been pointed to as as justification for both. But I think in the spiritual realm, I do think that you can look at it and ascribe a, a higher moral quality to one rather than the other. But possibly, I think possibly. Even, but even it definitely wise... depends on who you're stealing from. You know, like like we said, it depends on who you who you're taking the shit from. You know, that's the question that's going to be asked. If, if you say, yeah, we're going to it's not right. It's not just a. um cut and close case that it's not right to take people's stuff. It depends on who you're taking it from and what they believed and what were they doing to get in your way to make you take their shit. It, it does kind of twist and turn. It's not very, even with killing, you know, it's not cut and dry, like don't kill anybody ever. It, it might get to that point eventually, but you know, the first half of it definitely didn't feel like that. So like I, I said, think... as long as it's all there, people are going to gravitate to what they feel like gravitating to. Right. Right, right. But I, I do think that there is a, a supreme uh, or a higher ideal and a higher morality in that, okay, once you take away the level of materialism, taking other people's shit solves itself. You know, like when the argument is, when are you justified in taking people's shit? I think that's a low vibration, low moral argument. But when the conversation is, these material things aren't so important that I would ever murder or take them from anybody else. Right. Because I'm not that devoted to that. Then I think you're in the direction, you know, of of a higher truth. And I think I think you really hit the nail on the head when you were like, you know, this is something that we're figuring out and we're kind of responsible for advancing. You know, like if yeah. you just if you just leave it to the the old principles, it's like, yeah, working within that framework is definitely doomed. Because there's so much there that lends itself to some crazy fucking cult shit of like, we got to kill these people. We easily. have to wipe them out the face of the earth. We got to take their shit. Very easily. Very, very easily. And it's not hard to, it, it won't ever be hard to make that point as long as these things exist in their current state. It won't be hard to make that point. Somebody's going to pick that book up and be like, oh, so if I, I need to rain fire down on these homosexuals. <laughs> like, they're good. They're, all, they're going to get it. Because there's some people who are wired for that anyway. So the right. fact that it's there is yeah. just going to give them something to bite onto. And I'm like, look, it's right here. It's right here, like you said, you know, selling people as property and shit. It's all there. And, I, it's, I and it's all framed in a place where it's not wrong. It's not 100% wrong to capture somebody who and sell them as property, especially if they're heathens. But I, but I do think that principle is there within the Bible where it says, like, the, the law is for the unrighteous man, not for the righteous. Like, right. the idea being that if you have to make these rules for people— it's already a problem. Like when you got to tell people, yo, we got to kill anybody that's fucking an animal, right? That lets you know, like you <laughs> had to make that rule 
Because you caught some people fucking some goats and some animals where you're a like, few yo. times. And it says, yo, you got to put the animal and the person to death. Yeah. Like, you can't even let the goat live. Like, everybody got to die. Like, the, the reason you got to have that rule is because that offense came up and you had to bottleneck people's behavior and put the bumpers to kind of guide them to the right thing. But when you're, when you're truly motivated by righteousness, you don't need a, a, a written, you know, uh, mandate to carry something out. Though You only need a written mandate when your nature is to do wrong. So then you got to have a law that says, nah, 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 don't do that. And if you know anything about the criminal justice system, if you know how to spin it and tell a story, laws have loopholes. You All can always get around the law. Like, I don't know if you know about the Babylonian Talmud. That is fucking volumes and volumes and <laughs> volumes of writings for fucking thousands of years of, yo, how do we get around this rule? Like, yeah. I know we got this rule, but how do we get around it? So that doesn't produce righteousness either. And I think the real righteousness, I think it is kind of touched on in the Bible. And I think it is. And you did kind of touch on it as well. Like, it's not something that you're going to have confined within a law book or a series of rules or a mandate. Like, it is something within yourself. And it does kind of kind of uh, guides your decision-making process. It kind of serves as your operating system. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it doesn't it doesn't fall through the loopholes of laws because a truly righteous person, you find them all the time when they're like, yeah, I know this is legal, but this isn't ethical. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just because legally I won't get in trouble and it's not technically against the law, something about this relationship or something about this decision or this thing that I could potentially get away with, it doesn't sit right for me. Even though right. I'm justified in writing, it goes against my consciousness. So I do think there's a higher operating level than just what what what's written down on pages. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think there's something like I said, uh, it's it's something out there that people are gravitating to that we can't shake out of our experience. Even people who get to the point where they consider themselves atheists are still digging into shit and trying to figure something out because I think it's just part of the human psyche, the way our brains work, the way our bodies work. It's just natural for us to be magnetized to this sort of conversation, this type of energy. It's constant throughout society, bro. It's everywhere. And it's manifests itself in so many different ways. And I think that helps because we have to see people in different aspects to be able to respect or even figure out what's attractive to us. We can't just be only be exposed to the main thing or, you know, whatever everybody, the, the biggest crowd is doing. We got to see the little fringe activity and hear what they're talking about and all of that stuff too. This That's why the information is important because people need to experience different shit to figure their own stance out. Yeah. And it's, and it's gotta be from within, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole foundation. Personal experience is everything. I don't care what nobody tells you about a book or what they saw or what they think. And if you don't have a personal connection to it, it's not going to resonate the same way. It's just not. No matter what they went through or what they can tell you they did or happened to them, it's not going to resonate if you don't have a personal connection to it. And that's what changes everything, the personal experience. That's why it's no point in debating people about shit like that, spiritual. It's no point. It's no point because if I didn't feel it, then we just talking and talking for no reason at that. Because if I, if I didn't feel what you felt, there's no way you could convince me of it from outside. Even, it could have been the realest shit you ever went through in your life, but you telling me that story doesn't work in a, in a, uh, 
like in a debate forum to be like, oh, well, I'm right because I woke right. up in the middle of the night speaking tongues. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it might have happened to you, but that doesn't prove anything. Not right. to me. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Unfortunately, there's there's no scientific way to investigate it. You know, if 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 you're just using the tools of science, you know, science doesn't inform morality. You know, that's when you gotta start exploring ethics, and ethics yeah. is a a totally different animal. You know, and there's there's a lot of room for disagreement. There's a lot of times where you can look at the same thing, have two totally different perspectives on it, and see the value in each. So and and when you're dealing with morality, that's the realm that you're within. Okay, lying is always wrong. Well, what if I'm lying to an evil person that wants to do harm to a righteous person? Right. And if I don't lie to that person, it's not going to save that other person's life. Like right. so, to think in all of these absolutes is, you know, you you just you just can't apply. And like you said, that personal experience, you know, yeah, you can't you can't duplicate it. But even if you could, okay, you spoke in tongues, but. What does that tell me about what's right and what's wrong? Right. You know, right. how we should treat people. Like, because all of those things, you know, miracles or whatever, it's everybody just trying to say, well, my philosophy is authoritative. And, 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 you know, and with the, the upper room shit, you know what I'm saying? He could have been saying all kinds of wild shit, but at some point, everybody was handing over their wives to this dude because they saw him as authoritative. So right. they're not looking at it from the rational aspect of the act itself, well, yo, isn't this gonna like bring about jealousy? And well, why why would you need to have sex with everybody? Like, so so you're saying the burden of sex that the women have to well, why do the women ha just have to have sex? You know what I'm saying? Why isn't why isn't there just one woman who gets to get dicked down by all the dudes? You know what I'm saying? Because because. Yeah. You know, you that know is kind of weird when he breaks down that he's accepting the burden of sex, but he's still banging all the women. So that's basically you're just saying that none of the men can have sex except you, because it's right. not really it, you taking in nature. The that's the biggest warus. <laughs> in nature, that's the alpha animal that can everything. kill all the other animals. But he wasn't like a big alpha dude to fuck everybody up and take their women. He found another way. You know, he found something to tap into within human beings. Is like, well, this is how I'm going to establish myself as the alpha. Because there's certain species of animals nobody else gets to fuck. Like, I didn't know that. Like, I'm, I'm in love with these nature channels. I think warruses may be one of them. Like, the biggest warrus fucks all the, the all the women. Yeah. And every other warrus tries to channel, challenge him, and he, he has to kill all of them. You know what I'm saying? There is no coupling. You know what I'm saying? See, it's that's crazy my DNA. I feel yeah. like they would figure out somewhere along the line, like we can just bang over here while he's banging over there and he, he won't catch us. But then like, no, we got to line up and fight this guy to see who right. has <laughs> it's just no the fight old him. Ways. Yeah, just sneak over there. He can't get them all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get smarter, bro. They got the walls just need to get smarter. Fuck that. Uh, Fuck fighting to the death over right. sex. <laughs> Yeah, we're not doing that. We got we got phones with pictures on them and shit. We can't be fighting to the death over sex. Yo, or just or just yo, there's 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 fifty women, one alpha, and you know forty males that are lining up. You know, at some point the forty males conspiring like, listen, um, this shit is dumb. Let's just fucking jump this motherfucker. Let's all let's all take him out together. He can't fuck us all up. A couple of us may die, but at the end of the day, the ratio you could do the math. Like, we're all going to have at least one other female warrus. You know what I'm saying? If we just break out of this paradigm of, 
you know, duel to the death, Mortal Kombat, to see who's the alpha to get to decide who's going to fuck all the women. Like, I don't need to fuck all of them. I'm fine with just one. Let's just do that. That's assuming no. that's assuming that the women themselves don't want to uphold the system because they could just be pissed. Like, y'all didn't earn this. We had the alpha, and now you guys all jumped them at the same time. We don't want to bang y'all. We want to bang the alpha. You'd be yeah, like, oh, I, wait. I thought I, I've we were... seen enough animal rape where that doesn't even matter. Yeah, because I thought it... we were liberating you, though. <laughs> oh, we don't want y'all, motherfuckers. Why no. <laughs> <laughs> you think we over here with him? Like, oh, shit, my bad. Yeah, all these but, white knights come try to rescue her, and she don't want to <laughs> leave. She don't want to leave and shit. That's crazy. I, I feel it though. I mean, if that if that's what you got to do, I, I don't want to take part in any type of system like that. I don't want to do that, which is why I don't fucking identify as an alpha, because I know you can get slapped and all your shit can get taken from you, and uh, it just in that whole concept, nobody's gonna defend you. So if you get right. smacked in the mouth, your wife is leaving with the guy who slapped you willingly. Right. That's just the way. And like, I'm not. I'm not. With, I don't, I'm not with that system. I don't like that. Well, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, again, you know, it's. That's I, my understanding. Is this is what we were supposed to get? Be getting civilized past. You know, like again, and watching those nature channel. Like, and I realize I haven't really been into those, and now I'm just supremely fascinated. There's so much you can understand about the world around you and humanity by observing animals. And like the the animal kingdom is filled with me twos. There are so <laughs> many species of animals that just violently rape. Like there's there's no courting, there's no I care about your will. Like this is how the species perpetuates. And there's some animals like where their dicks are like extra painful. They're shaped in really fucked up ways. And, like, evolution has been involved to, like, make it so that, you know, you're digging out the, uh, you know, the sperm of the other right, animals right, so that yeah, only you're yeah. impregnating them. And, you know, you got to kind of tear it up so that they don't want to have sex any other time. Like, just really fucked up shit of, like, how nature decided, like, this is how this species is going to survive. Like, when you try to apply a moral quality to it, like, that really is the barrier between humans and animals. Like, that's that's the threshold is when you start looking back on things and just like, okay, um, the, the, these things that are justified by nature and instinct, like they really, they, they really offend my moral sensibilities. Like this doesn't feel right. But mm. dude, in nature, it's, it's all throughout there. Yo, the alpha murdering everybody else, I'm raping all the women, is how it's going down. Nobody gets to decide shit. Uh, might makes right, the most violent motherfucker is gonna make all the rules. And I just think as humans, we can understand, like, yeah, like you said, you don't want that dude making the city budget or, or figuring out what's going to be funded <laughs> or, you know, what programs are essential. Like, no. that dude is a fucking barbarian. Yeah, we don't need him at all. And like, well, uh, maybe not at all. He can live on the outskirts of town and shit. You know, we might need him one day, but we don't want him just chilling in no position of absolute power in the community. We definitely don't need that guy. Not not no. even a little bit. No. <laughs> not in that capacity. No. When we need to train our sons how to, you know, use swords and shit, maybe we'll send him out. He'll be like the he'll be the sword teacher that lives on the edge of town, but you can't just be hanging out. <laughs> can't be hanging out. That guy's dangerous, bro. <laughs> the grizzled samurai rapist. Outskirts of town. <laughs> can't we just let him around people, away. but we gotta we gotta he's gotta teach our kids to defend themselves. That's his purpose. It's a fucked up situation. 
<laughs> but yeah, man, my freaking uh, my people just got home from the beach. Nice. So uh, yeah, everybody should be nice and tired. Hopefully they'll crash early tonight. I'll get some free time and watch something goofy on Netflix. Just cool. decompress. You know what I wanted to touch on real quick before you go. We should we should get an intro done, and we should we should um we should shout out the uh the site clothing line, man. Oh word, yeah. We I and definitely uh, want to do that like a sponsor, you know, and talk about like we'll come up with a pitch for it. Talk about you know the I think you would be more apt to to break it down than me, but just have something that's kind of pitched out like touch on you know the the higher level thinking, the vibes that you're trying to bring about with, but also uh, how it's made. You know, say so, yeah, right. we could have made a twenty dollar right. shirt is based on the backs of fucking oppression and fucked up relationships. Don't want to do that. So you could feel good that you know when you're supporting what you're doing, is 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 that moral factor was incorporated into it. So I definitely think we should have that. Have a little intro and have a sponsorship. You know what I'm saying in the very beginning too. You know, and, sure. shoot and shot that out, man. For sure, I definitely want to do that. I've been talking with uh, Balance recently about uh, making some little clips and intros for the show, like just to make it a little bit more interesting. So, I think it's definitely expansion time for sure. But I yeah. appreciate. Yeah, so I'm gonna get to it. And uh, good talking to you, man. As usual, enjoy the rest of your night. Yeah, you too, man. Always a pleasure, man. We'll we'll touch base in midweek. And yeah, uh, definitely. I'll have some stuff. Uh, I'll try to put some stuff together for like an intro. And I, what I wanted to do, one other thing I wanted to do, man, is I definitely want to have the Alex Jones clip of the week. I want to figure <laughs> out how to like upload audio or something to incorporate when we do it. Because I listen to this dude. There's so many gems <laughs> oh my of God, just what bro. the fucks. Just to have a little small segment of like, and now the the Alex Jones clip of the week. Def, I'm down with that. Bro, I laughed. For 20 minutes when I heard him on Joe Rogan when he said he was kind of retarded. <laughs> I laughed for 20. I had to pause the video. I was in tears for 20 minutes, bro. Because he said he was so real when he's just like, let me be honest. I'm kind of retarded. That was the <laughs> best shit I ever heard. It was awesome. <laughs> I love it. Alex, yeah, the clip that, that could work. Alex Jones clip. We'll, we'll never run out of clips, that's for sure. Never, dude. Never. It's, it's an endless amazing. well of hilarity. I love it. All right, man. Have, All have right. a good night, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take it easy, bro. Peace. Bless.